It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. His mustache... Yeah. His mustache seemed to curl and creep across his upper lip like a dark brown furry caterpillar. He was Caucasian. Uh, The reason I say that is I've never seen that much white skin anywhere. But his hair was dark brown, and it kind of, if you know what I'm talking about, it's kind of separated into strands, refusing to be combed into any type military unit. There was always just this one thicker piece of his hair that fell down on his forehead, kind of resembling a odd bang. His voice was single pitch monotone. Single pitch monotone. Golly, he was a sweet man. And I do wish to God that I could tell you that he liked me, but he didn't. He didn't because I never paid my rent. I leased an apartment above his drugstore, and our little family was not only noisy but derelict derelict in the duty of paying our way. I was so embarrassed, constantly embarrassed, that I tried to hide from him. I, I, I would attempt to leave very early in the morning or very late at night so as not to, to have to face him. It's because the doorway, the doorway of his office in his drugstore sat next to the passageway leading to the stairway up to my home. Oh, God, it was so ugly. My skin, even today, it crawls. My skin crawls when I recall the excuses I made to that man. I'm sure, I'm just sure he thought I was going to end up in jail. Maybe a serial killer. You know, the kind that rents apartments all across the United States, and every first of the month, He kills the owner before moving on so as not to risk getting a bad recommendation. But this guy was Mr. Monotone. Mr. Monotone. He was so kind to me. At least he tried to be. What became even worse was he went on a skiing trip Never had been skiing his life. So he broke both, mark that, both of his legs. And for four months, he was laid up and could only sit in that back room next to my entrance. I tried to walk quietly down the stairs. Sometimes I scooted on my butt. But he almost always caught me. Excuse me, I don't mean <clears throat> I don't mean to bother you, but do you have any money for the rent? 
I didn't. I didn't have any money because I, I didn't have any job, and I didn't have any job because, because I had a dream. At least I thought I did. But it seemed that this dream of mine had just skedaddled. <laughs> Is that even a word anymore? This dream had skedaddled off into the distance, and I couldn't find it anywhere. See, good things... Good things are normally hidden. Like fine bottles of wine. They, they get tucked away in the cellar, far from the greedy hands of drunkards. But I will tell you this right now. Seeing, just seeing, is not nearly the same as seeking. What I saw in my life scared the hell out of me. I was too young, too married, with too many kids, too many bills, and too many critics. That's what I see. That's what I could see. Everywhere, everywhere I looked, that's what stared back at me. All I could hear in my head were the complaints about my laziness and my irresponsibility. I started to give up. You understand, it's a process. You start to give up. Giving up isn't just one time. It's a hundred of hundred giving ups piled on top of each other so that your hope just can't breathe anymore. reached a point where it made sense to give up. Sometimes I, I hear about people talk to me and they say, you know, well, you know, I, I tried this and this and this and this and fin finally, and I hear that word finally, I know what they're going to say. It just seems sensible to give up. Because here's my landlord, right? Two broken legs. Nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. And I'm cheating him. <laughs> Me! I'm cheating him out of, I don't know, I, I, leg cream. I don't know. And the electric company seemed mad at me. The waterworks just shut me off at will. I was broke. That's what I could see. Honest to God, that's all I could see. You see, not everything in life is in your field of sight. Uh, it reminds me of the little boy who lost his toy and he came to his mother in tears. She asked the question, did you look for your toy? One of those mother questions. It was nowhere in sight, he replied. That's not what I ask you, she continued. I ask you if you looked for your toy. And the little boy peered at his mother, perplexed, feeling he had adequately answered the question already. So his mother just ignored him, walked into his room, just picked up a coat that had been thrown to the side on the floor, and lying underneath that coat was the lost toy.
the little fella looked up at her with bulging eyes. I didn't know it was going to hide from me. Exactly. Everything at this point in my life with that drugstore apartment upstairs, everything was hiding from me. And if it wasn't hiding from me, people were hiding things because they didn't want to encourage me in what they believed to be a fool's errand. Do you know what the worst thing in the world to feel is? I mean, I understand. Feeling sick is pretty bad. Feeling poor sucks. But feeling that you have some talent and having no way to prove it makes you just look like an idiot who also just happens probably to be completely insane. Everything was hidden. I could see things. Don't get me wrong. There were things every day that come before my eyes. But everything that I needed was hidden. All hidden away from me. I was going crazy on what I could see. Well, you, you will go crazy on what you see if all, all, the only thing you have in your life is your eyes to behold. After all, it was foolish to deny what I saw, right? I had I talked to some people, you know the kind of people who walk around and say, mind over matter. Don't look at your problem over there. And if you ignore it, it will go away. You see, I, I knew that was ridiculous. Denying what you see is dopey. It's not faith. Denying what you see is just stupid. I know that was crap. But what I could see made me feel like turd butter on a toast. If I shared with anyone, they would come back. And it was like, well, you should feel like turd butter on a toast. You're not taking care of your family. I was a loser. A loser is someone who loses, and people are so convinced of their ability and their training at achieving that that they only hire them for that purpose. And since no one ever hires a loser, a loser have never has a chance to prove that they might have changed something. You see, here was my problem. All, all the time I met people who wanted to do something with their lives, but all they could see was their own personal load to carry. So they promised themselves they would chase their dream on their own time, you know, after work. Sounds good, doesn't it? You know, well, after work, you can work on that thing. You know. you know, and if you build it up enough and you start bringing some money in, But after work, in my life, I don't know about you, it was filled with dinner, exhaustion, and kids crawling up on my lap 
who wanted to watch TV and wanted my time. So the question came to my mind. Should I stay up all night? And, and, and let me ask you, what are you supposed to do in the middle of the night anyway? Does business happen in the middle of the night, even in this internet era? I was scared to death. I know that's an old phrase that we use. And we just, I was scared to death. You know, but really, I, I reached a point where I heard my heart beat too much. I got too concerned with pains. I, got, I almost became hypochondriac. Scared to death. I was frightened of becoming a joke to my hometown, but also more frightened of becoming just a punchline to myself. I got sick of hearing myself go, well, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm working with my family now, but what I'd like to do in having people's eyes turn away in disgust because they didn't think that I was being righteous. I imagine 20 years passing away, 20 years, and my dreams that I once had just producing a chuckle from those around me. <laughs> Do you remember when you thought, what was it? You thought you were, you thought you were going to be. <laughs> cruel, cruel laughter. Nothing but just downright cruel laughter. Yes, you must realize the very best things in life just tend to hide. Otherwise, all, all the gluttons would come along and eat them up. Pick them off the ground, just eat them up. All the selfish folks would store them away and save them for a rainy day. And all the manipulators would gather them to sell them at a ridiculously high price to people who didn't have time to seek it out but just see what was on sale. If God did not hide treasure, if God did not hide treasure, honest to God, it wouldn't be treasure, would it? I was in the middle of a crisis where what I was seeing was destroying me. But then it occurred to me. I don't know. what. Maybe I occurred or I learned. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I didn't learn. Maybe, maybe I was just inspired. But something decided to give me an idea. And here it was. If I, if I put as many hours each day into seeking instead of just seeing. Please let me say that again. If I put as many hours in a day into seeking as I did seeing, eventually I would find. What would I find? Oh, I don't mind. I had no idea. But the truth of the matter is, and always will be, 
if you have a dream and you've practiced and you've sharpened your ability and you've made sure you've learned as much as you can and you seek, you more than likely will get an opportunity, even if it's not a big break. So I tried. I worked at my seeking as much as I worked at my self-pity. I worked at my seeking as much as I did at my seeing. I worked at my seeking as much as I did trying to avoid my landlord by sliding down the stairs. I worked at my seeking. It took less than a year. Less than a year. I won some talent contests with my group. One of my songs got signed by a national act. It wasn't an accident. I, I went, out, went out and met the person face to face. I did some television. I didn't make a lot of money at first, but my, my critics just stopped jabbering in my ear. The landlord was impressed because a few dollars floated in here and there. I told you he was a great guy. And a little money came in so we could keep the lights on and find the water faucet. Seeing is not seeking. Merely gazing across the horizon and viewing the angels or viewing the demons lined up before you and trying to make a decision just can leave you vacant of using your greatest weapon. And that weapon is this. Go ahead. Try it. Seek it. Find it. Use it. 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 I, I, I really never worked a regular job in my life. Oh, there were once or twice I... To pick up a little extra money during the holidays, I did some things. But I've spent my entire life chasing a vision, seeking a vision, and then catching it, and then releasing it out again and giving it a head start so I could seek it out again. That has been my journey. Fortunately for me, I was able to come across that wonderful landlord later on and give him a few bucks. Yeah, he was never bitter to me. Maybe it's because he knew. Is that possible? Is that possible that guy with a single bang in the middle of his head and a monotone voice, knew that seeking is not seeing. Seeking is not seeing. What we see is the immediate visual. But you and I need more than merely what's available, merely what our eyeballs suck in. We need answers. Sometimes you need 
what would appear to be a supernatural intervention and the only guaranteed miracle in life is always at the end of a search. The good news, my friends, seeing may be believing, but seeking is retrieving. Seeing may be believing, but seeking is retrieving. And the better news, the better news is finding instead of settling for just what is offered. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.